our great God, our Father in heaven. We come before you now, Lord, having sang praises, having proclaimed your power, your glory, your majesty. But now in this moment, Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word. Father, get me out of the way. You speak to this body and those who are watching digitally, Father. Speak to us as your body, but Lord, I pray that you would speak something very special to us as individuals. Father, regardless of where we are, where we've been, regardless of what we did this week, Lord, in this moment we ask that you would please forgive us. Um, in this moment, Lord, we ask for your, your grace, your mercy. As we try to lean in, Lord, and learn something, Lord, that we may be able to be more suited according to the purpose and plan that you called us to. That we would leave here, Father, more equipped to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Um, we're going to be in Philippians 4. I'll just read that to you, but we're, I, I, I want to pick up kind of where we left off before we go there, because I, I think that it's pretty important as we continue going forward. In Philippians 4, beginning verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. It's so important to me, I don't know how many of you in here right now, I mean, it, there's a lot of pressure in the culture right now, regardless of who you are, what your background is. If, you're, if you have any kind of spiritual wherewithal, you have to understand or have a sense that we're living in a very specific and, and very specific time as it relates to God, His timeline. Um, the prophecies are coming, they're, they're fulfilled before our eyes. Um, in the last days, how you know, the condition of mankind, so on and so forth. But just for those of us who have been alive, and, and there's some of us in this room that have been alive in this country for a long time, I'll look this way because you'll get mad at me if I look that way. There's some of us in this room that have, you know, lived a long time and we've seen a lot of change. However, because things are so, we're so close, I believe, so close to the end, you don't even have to be someone like me to realize how fast things are changing. Yeah. Amen? Uh, partly because of technology, uh, actually probably a lot to do with technology because our children are hearing from everybody and anybody all the time and being persuaded all the time and you know judging themselves and marking themselves according to what they're seeing and hearing from everyone. Are you with me? Amen? Amen? So, uh, my brothers and sisters, you know, there's this, for me, I'll, I'll just speak for me, there's always this spiritual tension there's always this, you know, I have to be on guard as it relates to, I want to make sure that I'm discerning spirits. I want to make sure, my brothers and sisters, that I don't let my emotions and my flesh get the best of me and then start living outside the joy and the peace and the fruits of the Spirit that He's given me. And I'll be honest, it, it, I have to really work at that at, at some times. Amen? Uh, you know, if you're... One of those people that say, oh, hey, man, what are you kidding? Everything's a cakewalk. Keep on living. Keep, keep on living. 
okay? And, or you must be just, you know, living in someone's basement somewhere and just come out on Sundays to be with us. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, and I'm, I don't mean to be so facetious, but I'm just saying we're surrounded by it. Yes. And we're right in the middle of it. And if you're not experiencing discomfort, my brothers and sisters, then you meet, need to make sure that you're really born again. And, and that brings me to this Romans, where we ended up last week in Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read from verse 9, but not all of it will be on the screen. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Look at verse 11. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. My brothers and sisters, remember, you know, Prior to uh, where we are right now, there have been weeks of studies concerning the power of Holy Spirit in you, and then last week really focusing like a laser beam on the power of the resurrection, the, the same uh, Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in us, and God has not given us a spirit of, of, of fear, but of, of love and of power and of a sound mind. We've been there for, for weeks. I, I really think that we're, there's um, a shortage of the manifestation, the manifested power of God in the church in our culture. And my brothers and sisters, we need to get back to that. We need to understand, you know, this is for today. This is what, this is what separates us from the rest of the world. Amen. Without that power, we're just like everybody else. It's that power of the Spirit that makes us different. And not just, again, please, I'm not meaning to be facetious, not just that thing that makes us talk in tongues or make us look sometimes silly or really, uh, you know, like we've gone off the deep end. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, should those things be present and, and, and operating in the church? Absolutely, healing and tongues and discernment and all prophecy, all of those things need to be active and alive in the church because Jesus said these signs shall follow those who believe. But my brothers and sisters, the first thing is that that spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in us and now we have an understanding of what his word says. Amen? And, and there's, there's, not, there's not a whole lot of that. Thank you, Tony, for leaving that but look at what it says. It will give life to your mortal bodies. Now, we know because many of us in the room have studied and many have watched and we've studied, you know, you who are dead in your sins and trespasses, talking about spiritually dead, right? That thing that Adam gave up, we, we got back in Jesus Christ. But, but this is talking about give life to your mortal bodies. This, I don't believe that this is just speaking to the resurrection of the dead. I believe that this is animating us now. This is what makes us, gives us life now. We have the advantage of having that now. See, the spirit, and, and if you really look at Romans chapter 8, that's really what it's talking about. It's talking about us living according to the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit to do so, amen? And not living our lives according to the flesh, right? But it has to start, remember, it has to start with being born again. And my brothers and my sisters, I don't know that that's really hit hard enough in church. And in no way am I trying to say, man, uh, get you to doubt if you're born again. If the Spirit convicts you, that's awesome. Then go with it. But I am very concerned that many people in the church, and that's why we don't have a lot of power in the church, many people have gone up and prayed in an altar and asked Jesus into their life, but they really didn't know exactly. what They're, they're not born again. They want Jesus to come in and fix the mess. Or they want Jesus to come in, I'm going to go ahead, Jesus, I'm going to let you into my life so that some of the things that are going wrong you could fix. When in fact we're supposed to be at that point where we're dead. And now we're alive in Christ. Amen? Amen? 
And this is what this is speaking to. If remember Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a the teacher of Israel. Isn't that what Jesus pronounced him? You're the teacher of Israel and you don't know this? Well, he went to him by night. He knew that Jesus, there was some, he was speaking divinely. He knew that he was sent by God. No one could say the things, no one could say what you're saying, no one can do what you're doing unless he's sent by God. But Jesus cuts to the chase. No one could see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Right? Born again. What is this? What, I'm supposed to crawl back into my mother's womb? No. That which is spirit is spirit, that which is flesh is flesh. Marvel not that I said you have to be born again. Amen? My brothers and sisters, we need to be born again. We cannot walk in what God has planned for us to walk unless we are spiritually born again. And then, and only then, do we have the ability for our mortal bodies now to be animated by Holy Spirit. Amen? To live according to that Spirit. Now, I know that's very basic and rudimentary. But my brothers and sisters, we need that. We have to know that. And even someone as old as I am, don't let the boyish looks fool you, even, even someone as old as I am needs to be, understand that, that this life is not my own. When I, when, I, when I became born again, I was born again in Him, for Him, by Him, and now my animation, my life is through Him, with Him, and by Him. Amen? Amen? In this flesh. Amen. And my brothers and sisters, I, I, I know that many of you in here... Well, there's not many in here, but some of you have been with me for years. I'm going to say some things right now that you've heard before. And I, I want to do that both by way of making sure that you understand, but then also for anyone new or anyone who's watching who's not, not watched before. See, because when it says that you need to be born by water, right? You need to be born by water and spirit. Now, some people think that when Jesus says that, you need to be born by water and by spirit, that that simply means that you have to be baptized. In the, you know, what... Scripture doesn't bear that out. We know that. Some people think that that speaks to a woman's, the ambionic fluid and a woman's water breaking. And so unless you're, you know, come that pathway, you know, that you need to be born again only if you're, you, you break the water and then you accept the spirit and are born again that way. I don't believe either one of those total, in, totality, in totality, excuse me. Here's what I believe and I'm going to tell you why. I believe that it's speaking to being born of water and born of spirit, being born by the word of God and the spirit of God. That's what I believe. And let me just give you a little bit of backing and then we won't spend a lot of time or we'll move on. But I want you to know what I believe. You believe what you want. You believe what the spirit is. You study the word and then make your decision. But don't do it based on what Tony said or what your second favorite pastor or preacher said. Just believe what the scripture says. In Ezekiel, thank you, Luca. In Ezekiel chapter 36 beginning in verse 25. None of this will be on the board. Just mark it down and check me out later. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Okay, so now that's Ezekiel prophesying what's going to happen later on, right? In Ephesians, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Did you hear that? Amen? See, we're, we're not saved just because we had an emotional experience and we felt the Holy Ghost on us and now we're saved. <laughs> no. No. We heard a word, you see. 
and we received conviction by the Holy Spirit. And because we received that word, it allowed us, he began this cleaning up process in our life. At that moment is when we went ahead and we went to that altar and said, I'm dirty, I need to be clean. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen? Just last one, in First Peter, beginning in verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love and brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God. Amen. You see, my brothers and sisters, I, I, well, Tony, we knew that. Many of us have been in churches and you didn't need to say that. I did need to say that. Because not everybody understands that. It is the word and the spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Amen? We're born again by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit. Are you born again? Are you born again? Hallelujah. So now let's go to Philippians and start the lesson today. In Philippians, again in chapter 4, verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So watch. When I read this, I know that I, now, I, know that I need the peace of God to guard my heart and my mind. Right? So I need this this peace that, that can't be explained. It, it can't humanly be understood. It's just this peace in the, in, the, in the presence of chaos, in the presence of threats, in the presence of even my own life. I just have a peace. Wow. I, I, I want that. You know, I don't... I don't I, you know what, God? If you choose for me to start to under... Awesome. If understanding it means that that's the only... No, here, I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to fathom it. I just have to receive it. Amen. Why? Because it's grace. It's a gift from Him. But it can only be realized, my brothers and sisters, when I become born again and listen, when I start to put my, I put my faith and my trust in Him. Amen. I start trusting Him and we'll, we'll get there. So now we go back to Romans 8. For To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Spiritually minded life and peace. You see, so, so here's, here's part of the deal. Again, we can go back to Romans 8 and we see in order for me to experience this newness of life, in, in order for me to experience this peace that I can't even explain, that I can't even understand fully, right? I have to be spiritually minded. Now, I, I'm not going to go deep into that. Many of you know exactly what that means. I can't be led by my flesh. I have to be led by, by the Spirit. My Spirit has to be led by Holy Spirit, and that's what guides my life. Amen? That's how I walk it out. Amen? Okay. So, now look at Isaiah with me. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You see? You will keep him in perfect peace. Now, that word peace, many of us know this, but for the sake of maybe someone new, that, per, that word is a Hebrew word, shalom. Many of you heard the word shalom. But what does shalom mean? Does it just mean absence of chaos? No. Does it mean rest? Yeah, it means rest. But it means prosperity, wellness, wholeness. That's what shalom means. It not, it's not just the absence of war or chaos. It is prosperity. It is wellness. It is wholeness. Amen? Now, is there anyone opposed to those things? No. No, in fact, 
man, especially now at my age, I just want some peace. I just want to be, listen, I just want some wholeness, some wellness. Know that I'm in God's care. I don't have to worry. I don't have, come on, be anxious for nothing. Right? Be anxious for nothing. I see things happening out there. I see the way my grandchildren are being attacked. The way my grandchildren are being manipulated. I see the way people are walking away from churches. I see the way churches are walking away from the gospel. So, you know, can I... Uh, what am I going to do? Pray. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's easy to say especially if it's happening in your family, hard to do, right? But he tells us how to do it. Put my faith and trust in him and I can have this, amen? This shalom, this, this happiness, this well-being, this I'm cared for. I don't have to worry about it. He's got it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when I was... When we first moved to um, Carolina, that was back in the early 90s. Michelle and I and, and um, Tony and Rachel, our children, they were quite young, I think middle school age. Um, man, there were a lot of things that happened. I mean, it really felt like it was of the Lord. Um, at that time, I, I wasn't pastoring anywhere. Um, wasn't on staff with anybody. I was just working golf courses and, and you know, basically rebuilding and remodeling and constructing golf courses and managing courses. So the place I was at was extremely difficult to work at. Um, it, it was a, I mean, I literally, it, it, it made me, and I, I'll be honest with you, my brothers and sisters, a lot of the times that we go through those things, those things are allowed because if, if we don't know those things, we don't go to God. Yes. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, if you're, you may deny that, but there's no way that anyone in here could say to me that, you know, you don't go to God more intensely and more specifically when you're under the gun versus everything is fine and dandy. Come on. So, man, and, and to be honest with you, that's where, that's where the Holy Spirit and Tony really, uh, the Holy Spirit is defined in Tony's life. Because I know that this couldn't be, this didn't happen, this didn't work out because of me. There had to be some divine intervention here. This had to be of God. It had to be His power because my power, I, I, I exhausted all of my intellect. <laughs> you hear that laugh? I owe her one. You hear that? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? My ability to, to rectify this, whatever thoughts, whatever intellect, whatever uh, skills, whatever methodology I had, that, that didn't do it. I know it was God. Amen. Therefore, He's glorified in my life. And listen, the enemy of my soul is overcome by the blood of the Lamb, and now I have a word, I have a testimony. Thank Hallelujah. Thank, Thank God for our testimonies. Thank God that you went through it. Thank you. Amen? He didn't leave you there alone. He helped you through it. And even when you felt the most alone, that's probably when you cried the hardest, and that's probably when He came up alongside you the most and carried you the rest of the way. Hallelujah. That's what that's all about. Amen? Amen. So we're, we're making this move. We had the house sold. Then the last minute, the people that bought our house basically gave us earnest money and disappeared. Never to be seen again. Never to be heard. I promise you... 
yeah, I got a couple of thousand dollars worth of earnest money, but now I've got a house that, you know, I just bought not too many months before that, uh, did some work on it and all this other stuff. So now uh, the moving truck is on its way to move us to Carolina, and Ms. Michelle is, we're, we're, okay, God, what are we doing? And I told Michelle, just tell me that you don't want to make this move, and I'll just stay put right here. We own the house. Yeah, but you already... You know, accepted the job. You already resigned from the other job. If I go to the other job and tell them I want the job back, I got it back. Just tell me which. No, we got to go. And that was hard. It was extremely hard. Because here I am moving to a place that I've never lived before, uh, about to work for folks that I didn't know, basically, and build and, and you know, do something on this project that I have not done before. I've done it before, but not in that state and not in that. So I... I I don't want to kill you, crush you with the details, but it was tough. It was difficult. So I had to go, and she had to stay. She's there with the kids, and I'm, I'm, there, I'm up there. And so finally we get to the point where we're showing the house, we're getting some activity, but it was Christmas. I, went, I came back. <clears throat> when I came back over the holiday, someone broke into that house. Yeah, we went out, we came back, and the, the door was busted. Someone just broke into the house. Everything was in boxes and or packed or already gone, so they couldn't get anything. But I'm thinking, my Lord. So I go up, I get, we're, we're, we're now moved, I'm living in this little place, and uh, I have to go away to a conference in Texas. So when I come back from Texas, um, my wife, Michelle, kids are in school. Michelle's at this little uh, townhome that they had us in. Uh, I come back from the, Texas. I go. I had two offices, one in our maintenance building, one in the executive building. So I'm, I'm in the executive building downstairs, and a real estate lady who, who I knew, nice woman, a sister in the Lord, she says, hey, did you hear what happened? No, what happened? Um, the owners of the company, who happened to be a foreign group, came, and uh, they fired Steve. Steve was the guy who hired me. They, everything's changing. They're cleaning house. Whoa. <laughs> so here I am. And so I go to the house. After I heard that, I go to the house. And um, I just walk in. The kids are at school. And Michelle looks at me. She says, what's wrong? <laughs> well, and I told her. And we just stand there. And you know, tears start to trickle out of her eyes. And tears start to trickle out of my eyes. This is it. You know, we're going to be without a job. We... Man, this is going to be tough. What are we going to do? Well, on top of that, on this property that we worked, there was all kind of activities and things to do. We brought the kids to um, the roller rink, and my uh, son wasn't as physically coordinated as he is now, and he broke his wrist. No insurance, no nothing. So we take him to the hospital and say, hey, they're going to have to get in line. <laughs> we'll make payments. But now I'm thinking, Lord, okay, did I miss you? Did I miss you? I, 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 you know, everything that can go wrong is going wrong here. Did I miss you? Did I jump the gun? Did I just want to escape that situation so badly? And so I took this situation thinking it was you? I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, things didn't clear up. I mean, it was ongoing. And, you know, I, I, I hung up that, that scripture in my office. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you 
Trust in the Lord. Right? Amen. Thank you. My, my brothers and sisters, it was, it was sometimes, and I had it hanging on the wall so that any time the phone rang or I got more bad news, I just looked that way and tried to remember. And, and eventually, I'm not going to give you the rest of the details. I don't want to bore you with the rest of the story. But eventually, it, it worked out. There were still problems. There were still issues. But I will tell you that I learned some of the most valuable lessons and I grew so much in the Lord by being there. I was around some people who taught me, some people who taught me what not to do, but also some people who partnered with me, some people who we genuinely, genuinely uh, were brothers in the Lord who I didn't know prior to going there, but now all of a sudden we're brothers. I, had, I was able to have devotions with my crew. On Thursdays, we prolonged lunches, and I started preaching and teaching to my staff. It was, it, there were just things that happened that would not have happened had we not gone through those, those things. I think Michelle and I both can say we honestly grew from those things. Are, are you with me? But we had to, eventually, I had to just hands off. Okay, Lord, I'm trusting you now. I'll tell you, one day, and now there, there's, a, there's different people on the property, the owners of this place, the executive offices are upstairs, my office was downstairs in that building, and I'm talking to my uh, administrative assistant, and um, her name was Wanda, I'll never forget it, I'm talking to Wanda, and you know, now they're letting people go, they're doing different things, making changes, and the uh, executive secretary came down, walked into this office, and looks at me and says, Mr. So-and-so wants to see you right away, that's the CEO of the company. So I looked at Wanda. Wanda started crying. Because she, I get choked up just thinking about it. She started crying because she knew that this was it. I knew this is it. They're letting me go. I went upstairs. And during that week, we had, like I said to you earlier, we had activities on that property. My wife, Michelle, and I and the kids, we were out on the court, basketball court, just playing around and having fun. Well, this CEO and his entourage came and started playing around and we started playing together and, and had a good time and everything else. And then I had to excuse myself because I just didn't want my son to knock any of them down because that looked like what was going to happen. And I didn't want to get fired for that. But long story short, when he called me up to his office and I sat down with him, he said, Tony, <clears throat> he said, um, your family's very nice. He said, I could tell just by meeting your wife, she's a very nice woman, blah, blah, blah. Your family's very nice. He says, you know, I noticed that you have a, a, a look. You're not, when you're walking around here, you have a concerned look on your face. He says, I want you to know you don't have anything to be concerned about. He said, that man, that you didn't work for him. You work for us. You keep doing the job you're doing. You have nothing to worry about. It was like, right? And then I felt, I felt great, but there was some times in there where I had to, the only thing that kept me hanging on was trust in the Lord. Amen. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Because it wasn't very peaceful all the time, to be quite honest with you. I'm concerned that I'm not going to be able to provide for my family. But then I had to learn later on in my life that, listen, this whole time where I think that I'm providing for my family, it's God who's providing for my family. He's just using me as the conduit right now. Come on, are you with me? I had to learn that the hard way as well. So my brothers and sisters, all of these things, if I could just put my faith and if I could just put my trust in Him and then, listen, not be anxious if I put my faith and my trust in Him, then put my faith and trust in Him. Oh, that doesn't mean I'm just going to do what the, the government is telling us to do right now. I'll oh, just sit there. We're going to pour out a blessing to you. Just sit there, relax. Don't play video games. Do whatever. No. 
I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. If I have a job, I'm going to work every day as I'm working unto the Lord according to the Scripture. I'm going to be the best employee that they have. Come on, because that's what Christians do. Come on. So, so I'm, no, I'm going to do what God has commanded me to do. I'm going to walk in the Word that He's given me. That's why I need to know the Word. Come on, how can I do what He's commanded me to do if I don't know what He's commanded me to do? Are you going to depend on Tony to tell you? You can't. You may be able to depend on Tony to confirm something for you. Come on. Uh, all right, I, I know, guys. But there's this fear. There's this fear of the unknown. There's this, but he knows. And he's told us to put the trust in him. I'm going to read to you in a moment from Mark. Just, just listen to me. This is when uh, Jesus was preaching and ministering. And he says to the, and now he's, he's preaching out of a boat. And so it says in Mark chapter 4, just as he was, he said, okay, let's go to the other side. They're going to cross the Sea of Galilee. He said, okay, let's go to the other side. So they start to go off to the other side, and not just him and the closest disciples, there are other people that have boats, and they're following him. So now, the, you know the story. He falls asleep in the front of the boat. And then the, this tempest, the storm starts blowing, and these guys are going nuts. We're going to die. We're going to die. Look at 39 and 40 with me. Then he rose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Look at God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? These guys are losing their minds. We're going to die. Wait, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. That means you're going to make it to the other side. Doesn't matter what the wind looks like. Doesn't matter what the waves look like. Doesn't matter how, many rain, how much rain falls. Doesn't matter if there's water in the boat. He said we're going to the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Man, we've got to settle some of these storms that we have blowing through our lives right now. If you're a person who has children, I don't care whether they're young, old, especially if they're teenagers, you're going through something. Come on. You're going through something. If you have a, a job, any kind of job, almost these days, it's, it's going to involve some pressure. As I mentioned earlier, if you're trying to live a Christian life in this lost and dying world, you've got some pressure. If you don't, you're not doing it right. I'm just telling you. So if you're doing it right, there's some pressure involved. And listen, I want to say this. If you happen to really be doing it right and you have people in your... There's people in your own family that are going to reject you. Yes. That's pressure. Yes. You still have to go. You're still maybe invited to some of the gatherings and you've got to go there and you've got to hope someone doesn't say anything where you're just going to have to let it go and speak divinely. You're just going to have to go ahead and make the correction. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. But it's, going to, it's bound to happen. And sometimes I, man, I, Lord, I don't want to go there because I'm not going to be able to shut up. Amen? Amen? So I'm glad that I'm not the only one that goes through this. Although, my brothers and sisters, just because there's more than me going through it, that doesn't make it any easier. 
right? We need the spirit and the power of the living God to animate us, to give us the word. Amen? Amen. To carry us through, to give us the boldness, but also, listen, but to give us the wisdom. Amen? To give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, to say the right thing, and to say it in love. That's the hardest. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's be honest. But now watch. I love this. We're going to go back. In Psalm 37, look at it with me. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I'm going to break this down just a little bit. I know you, there are many Bible scholars listening and watching or whatever. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good. Listen, I, I know that many of you in this room and watching, you know this. Do good according to him, not according to me. Do what he's prompting me to do. How do I know that? I got to read the word. The word and the spirit. Amen? Dwell on the land and feed on his faithfulness. You know what I love? What I love about this? Listen, if I'm trusting in the Lord and I'm doing what he's called me to do, he's faithful. He's not going to go back on his word. If he's promised something to me, he's not going to hold back the promise. Amen? Okay. Delight yourself in, also in the Lord. He shall give you desires of your heart. Now listen, we've, those of us in this church, we've studied this scripture many times. And you know that this isn't saying that if you delight yourself in the Lord, whatever you want, he's going to give you. No. It's, it's, it's the opposite, actually. If your goal is, if you are really, your purpose, you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you're deriving, you know what, if you do a word study in that word delight, it's really kind of uh, like soften, like you're soft, you, you're, you're, you, you want the Lord to be involved in your life, you're taking joy with the Lord in your life. You don't want to be the master of your own life, are you with me? You're, you're, you're allowing, you want the Lord to, to be in part of your life. You're, you're relinquishing. You're, if you really do a word study, I hope you do. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He'll give you desires of your heart. So now look, if you're relinquishing, you're softening, you're, you're wanting the Lord to, to bring you joy, to bring you happiness, you're deriving that from, from the Lord and not anything else, He's going to change what you want. He'll give you the desires, and your desires now are going to line up with what he desires for you. Amen. That's what that means. But see, now if you go ahead and you're one of the folks that believe in the prosperity message and you want to follow all of those guys and gals and, and I'm not going to name names because I'm going to take you off, but I don't care. I should name the name. Not this time. Listen, you're going to follow them and they're going to tell you that when you have faith, you name it and that's what you get because based on your faith, no, 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 no. No, that's not. This is saying just the opposite. I want God. I want Jesus. I want to have a relationship with Him. I don't want to run my own life. I want Him, and that's what's going to bring me joy. That's what's going to bring me happiness. That's what I delight in. And then all of a sudden, things change. Yes. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. I've told you before, I'm going to say it again, because especially now, the, 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 the twins are with me. Rachel and, and Mitch are away. I hope that they're having a good time. They didn't start off very good for them. Airlines and all this other stuff, so I pray. And we'll pray for them before we leave. But I hope everything goes good. So I got the twins at, at my house. I get up in the morning. And, you know, pop, pop. And they, oh, my gosh. 
I'm not, I, I, how can I buy anything better than that? No, no I'm, being, I'm being sincere. And some of you who, uh, how can I buy anything better than that? Right? And listen, when they get a little older and they're teenagers and they're fussy, <laughs> they're not worth me. <laughs> so, no, come on. <laughs> you, do you understand? I, 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 there, there's nothing. Hallelujah. Money cannot buy that. So you know what I'm saying. Listen, look at this with me. This is important. Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. What does that mean? I've decided I'm following Jesus. Period. I'm following Jesus. What Jesus wants, that's what I want. Despite my flesh, despite my own brain, despite my feelings. Oh, my feelings. No, despite what this... No. Despite my emotions, all of that, I'm following Jesus. I'm committed to following Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. So now look at Proverbs with me. Proverbs chapter 16. 16, verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. You know, you know what that basically says? Let me give you Tony language. Okay? You know, you get to uh, decide and make plans and all this other stuff, but what the Lord says goes. That, that's basically what that means. That's Tony language. Um, you won't find that in your uh, concordance, but if you study it out, you'll find out that that's Tony language, but it means the same thing. So the preparations of the heart belong to man. You, you're, you're making your plans, you're deciding based on your knowledge, based on your feelings, your understanding, your emotions, and all this other stuff. But ultimately, God has the final say-so. Amen? Verse 2, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. So I could judge some of the things that I'm doing and some of the things that I'm thinking. Well, they, they have a righteous basis. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm basically good. I, I, my understanding is good. And I mean this for good and all this. But listen, you might be doing good, but God, God not only looks at what you're doing, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? What are your motives? Are you trying to earn favor? Are you trying to manipulate people? There are other things. And even, listen, even, at, even a little bit. He said, well, you know, no, even a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm this. I, I don't want confrontation, so I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, maybe just compromise just a little bit because I don't want confrontation. Or someone is, you know, uh, uh, saying things that are just total lies, but I, I, in, instead of me just standing up for the truth, I'm just going to go ahead and bend a little bit. No, all of the above. All of the above. Again, all the ways a man are pure in his own eyes. Well, see, it's pure because I'm trying to avoid, you know, confrontation. No. Listen to what God says. Amen? Again, look at, look at what this has in common. Commit your works to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. And your thoughts will be established. What does that mean? If you're following after God, right? right if you're fo- commit your ways to the Lord, or your works to the Lord, excuse me, and your thoughts will be established. It's going to come to pass. See, look. Now let's put all this together. If I'm delighting myself in the Lord, if I'm committed to the Lord, then my goal is His goal. And what He's saying is, if my goal is His goal, He's giving me all of this, it's going to happen. So now let me ask you, let's look at some of the everyday stuff. I I hit the children, because that's such a big thing, and and MJ keeps reminding me that we have children. Listen, whether you have a, a relatively newborn or almost a year now, right? 
whether you have a, a, a baby, an infant, or whether you have a toddler, or whether you have a teenager, or how about this, you have a, a, a son or a daughter who's 30, 40, 50, 60, you never stop feeling responsible, you never stop your heart, if you're any kind of parent whatsoever, and especially if you're a Christian, your heart is always tender for your kids, you want what's best for them, right? Is that a fair statement? Come on, talk to me. Okay, so now watch. That's an easy one, and that's why I, I highlight on that. I'm not trying to pick you, 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 you out, but listen, let me, say, let, me, let me just remind you that God loves your child more than you do. He does. He died on a cross for them already. And you say, well, I would take a bullet for my kid. Maybe you would. Or I would, maybe you would. But you didn't. He did. Come on. His desire is that your child is saved, that your child is born again. Is that the truth? I have scripture that would back it up. He's not willing that any, any should be lost, but all, that all should come to saving knowledge of Christ. Anybody read that part? He's not willing that any should perish. Isn't that what it says in there? Okay, so my brothers and sisters, think about that for a minute. You have this heart after your child, regardless of age. He's saying, trust me. Listen, commit your ways to me, and you can have peace about that child, this child, the other child. What, 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 what about your job? Man, there's, you know, it's a, right now it's an employee market. I mean, you can get a job anywhere. Then why are there so many jobs open? For me, as an employer, I could tell you, people don't want to work. That's basically it. But, but here's the thing. If you're a middle manager or if you have any kind of responsibility whatsoever for people that work for you, or if you have, if you, maybe you're a small business owner, right? Maybe you're in sales and you have to make this quota. You have to do these things. These are all pressures of life. But here's what the scripture is telling me, you, in all the situations that we find ourselves in, if we commit our ways to the Lord, he's going to work it out. Well, see, Tony, that's just too easy. And, you know, now you're saying like, almost sound like the name and claim of things. No, the name and claim of things would say, I've got faith. I'm going to sit here and that, it's going to happen because I just said it. No, he said it. That's the difference. I'm saying what he says. He says, if you commit your ways to him, if you trust him, he's going to work it out. It's going to come to pass. And like I said, what do you want to come to pass? Right? Well, I mentioned a handful of things. Obviously, children and all that. Remember, we covered that. He wants your kids saved. Well, you mentioned jobs and maybe the pressure that we have in the, in the workforce and the work market. Well, he's your provider. So now, if he's choosing that job as the conduit to provide for you, you're going to have it. If that's not the job that is going to be the conduit for his blessing to you, then there's going to be another one. Come on. Man, you guys not excited about this word as I am. Come on. Can you understand that? How about this? How about this? Maybe it's your job and my job, our job, and it is our job to be part of the conduit to bless that person. Why? Because we're, we're trusting him. We're, we're trusting him. He's given us, and this church, we rewrite checks, and, and I've talked with some of the, the, some of the um, elders, some of the folks that are in the core group, we're going to be some stroking some more checks to give to other ministries and stuff. But just I want you to remember, especially folks that have been, are, are fairly new, we have the pantry. Every, the last Saturday of every month, we're going to um, down in uh, Dade City here, uh, helping rock, and we feed homeless, and we try to share the word. And, 
and all that. And that's totally financed by th th this congregation, this, this church. So maybe, you know, if someone in your family needs help, we'll give you the, we have, listen, there's no reason why anybody in this room or anybody that's associated with you should do without. Why? Because I'm trusting in the Lord. Because you're walking and you're committed to the ways of the Lord. And we know what the Lord is. The Lord is the one who is the provider. So if the Lord is working through me, through you, then we're going to provide. Amen. Well, that's not really the Lord providing. Oh, yes, it is. Because what I have, I have because of Him. Yes. Amen? And if I have, listen, it doesn't matter how much I have. When I have some and you have some, we put it there and we have a lot. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And it's all because of Him. So, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. He shall bring it to pass. Yes. Hallelujah. So then that begs the question, my brothers and my sisters. Are you living a self-centered life or a God-centered life? Right? Because I think that that's, without me stretching grammar or, you know, the, the um, I don't know, how, they, how you construct the language, I think that we could say that if I'm not concerned with someone else or if I'm not concerned with the things of the Lord, if I'm more, what does it mean to me? That's pretty much a self-centered life. You know? If I'm committed to the things of God and I know what the Word of God says, then I, it's no longer me. Are, are you there? So I don't think I'm doing anything you know, to really take this word and go sideways with it. it. That just flows perfectly, I believe. So I have to ask, you know, am, am I living a self-centered life or am I living a God-centered life? The Bible tells us specifically, whatever we do, do it unto the Lord. Whatever. So what does that mean, whatever? Whatever. Whatever we do. Right? A little while ago, I mentioned something to you about, you know, as an employee, it says me, to me in the scripture that I'm to work every day as I'm working unto the Lord. Right? Okay, so now, what does that mean to me? I'm going to just give you what it means to me. I'm a middle manager. I have people that I'm in charge of. So, and I have people that I answer to. So as far as the people that I answer to that own this property that I'm managing, I have to manage all of the finances that they give me. Every tool and everything that they give me, I have to manage it like it's mine and make sure that I'm doing it just to the absolute best it could be done. Every tool, everything that they give me to work with, their money, everything, it's their money, but I'm managing it like it's my own. In fact, one of the best compliments I could have was given to me by my owner. He says, I don't worry about the money. You, you worry about it more than I do. <laughs> But my brothers and sisters, same thing. These people that I have that I'm in charge of, I can't treat them like slaves. I have to treat them with respect. That's working every day as I'm working unto the Lord. All aspects, who I'm answering to, who's answering to me, the tools that I have to work with, come on. All of that is involved. So my brothers and sisters, in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your marriage, husbands, you are required to do a certain thing. Wives, you are required to do a certain thing. So you can't, listen, it doesn't go this way. And you've heard me say this before. Well, I'll, I'll love her when she respects me or I'll, I'll respect him when he loves me. That's not what the word says. 
whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. That means whatever he said, that's what you do. When you've committed your way unto the Lord, it's going to work. How do I know that? I'm smart. No, it said it. It said it. I don't have to be smart. It said it. In more than one place. You don't have to be smart. You just read. Hallelujah. Man, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> Come on, my brothers and sisters. But, but look, I, here's what I'm saying. I, I could say this, uh, really. And even for me, I say this, but then I have these frustrations. Right? So now, when I have these frustrations, maybe I looked at that storm instead of looking at the Savior. Maybe, are you with me? I just In 1 Corinthians 10.31, Therefore, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God for Father through Him. Again, so, so now when I have those moments where uh, I'm wavering, is that because I got my eyes back on myself? How is this making me feel? Right? This doesn't look like it's really going to work out. Uh oh, that means I didn't trust him. He said we're making it to the other side. We're going to the other side. Amen. Yeah, but things don't look like we're going to make it there. The boat's filling up with water. There's chaos all around us. It doesn't look good. He said we're making it to the other side. My brothers and my sisters, I'm, I'm, that's all the scripture for today. I, I had more, but is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, amen? That's all the scriptures. In the middle of that storm, we can have peace. Have we committed our way? Have we committed our way? Are we wavering a little bit because of what we're seeing? Are we like Peter? We step out in faith. We start to walk on that water. The waves start to rise up and we take our eyes off of our Lord. And see, now what the equivalent of what Peter did was to us, we forget what this says. He was looking at the living word. We have this word alive in us. Amen? Amen. So I get to look upon him like this. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. God bless you. Amen? Amen. So, 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 so let me end it this way. There's no way any of us could succeed at committing our ways to him if we don't know what his ways are. And if I'm depending on anyone I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the dice. Let's say it that way. He's going to give me confirmation. Maybe some of the things that I've said to you today are bringing you confirmation. Some things maybe the Holy Spirit has already been dealing with you about. Or maybe it's not. You already knew all of this, but now you've been prompted. I've got to take that message to somebody else. Many times, I would tell you, when I was in Carolina, it was such a blessing. I sat under one of the best ministers, best preaching pastors I've ever sat under in my life. And I learned so much. And I would, go to, I would go and I would hear things that I already knew. But I heard it in such a way that it, it really got, it, it involved me. It didn't give me the warm and fuzzies. And, no, oh, and the Holy Spirit, this, the hair went up on the back of my neck. This is God. Mm. I could mess around with the air conditioner, play with you a little bit. No, 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 listen. No, you know what happened? God was confirming some words in my heart. I already knew it. It wasn't a problem for me, but now I heard it in a way where, man, that, is, that makes so much sense. I, and then, believe it or not, there would, there would always be an opportunity for me to use that word in that way that it was explained. 
And not only that, my brothers and sisters, I had confidence. God, you are speaking to me. Come on. So don't, listen, so don't look for me to tell you what he wants you to do. Look for me, if I'm truly your pastor, if I'm truly speaking prophetically, to give you some confirmation about what he's saying to you. Or maybe you got your toe stepped on and you better, I, mean, I better make sure that he really said that. Maybe, maybe Holy Spirit is dealing with you on something and I just mentioned something today and you need to get on your knees. You need to go to God. Amen? Amen. Now look at, or let's, let's say the opposite. You know God is, you know enough of the word and you know God has been dealing with you about a couple of things. I've just said it. It tweaked you a little bit and you can ignore it and go out of here and just keep living your life. Which happens in so many places, doesn't it? Or, do something. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that there are people in this room and people that are watching, but specifically, I really feel like there are people in this room that God has spoken to. Now, you could say what I'm about to say. You could think it's prophetic or you could walk out of here and not pay attention to it. God is speaking to you. He's calling you to do something. Amen? If you're not sure what to do, please come and talk to me. Please. But if you already know, do it. Do it. Amen? Do it. Amen? If you're watching and you can't come to me, write to me. Do whatever you have to do. Go to a local church. If you're close enough to be here, be here. But go to a local church that's preaching the full gospel and speak to the minister. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. So God, here we are. Father, in your presence, asking you to deal with all of our faults, all of our inconsistencies, and even despite all of those things, God, you are merciful. But you are just. So Lord... While we thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord, I call upon your mighty power to change us on the inside. And Lord, those things that you've convicted us of, Lord, it might be 10 times, 10 times, 10 times, however many times we've stumbled over those things, Lord, would you please help us? Lord, would you please give us spiritual clarity? Lord, most of all, in the middle of all of these tests and challenges, I pray that you would give them peace. Father, that they would have a sound mind. They would understand the love that you have and treat those around them with that same love. And Lord, in the middle of that, realize the power that they have by you, in you, and through you. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you all. Go in peace. Have a great week. If the Lord doesn't come back, I hope I see you Wednesday. If he does, hope I see you Wednesday. Amen?